So today I'm with Councillor Doug McMurdo from the LAPFF. And first of all, I have to ask, oh, I have to say thank you for joining me, um, but I have to ask, what is the LAPFF? Well, the LAPFF stands for the Local Authority Pension Fund Forum. Okay. And that's a forum made up of 84 member funds and with seven pool companies. Now, collectively, those 84 funds have assets under management in excess of $400 billion. So to put it's a it in, lot of money. <laughs> it, it's a lot of money. That money belongs to and is there invested to pay our beneficiaries. And that is in the order of about five and a half million residents, mostly in the UK, but of mm -hmm. course some have retired and gone to other parts of the world. So it's a big fund, but it's there for liabilities when the pension falls to be drawn, and that could be in five decades time. Okay, excellent. There has been a lot of talk about divestment, about moving pension funds away from fossil fuels and not being part of the problem, but being part of the solution. Where does the LAPFF sit on the idea of, of divesting from fossil fuels? So the LAPFF will take a position that suits the consensus of the 84 funds. Okay. So there will be some funds will go down a divestment divestment route for sure. Tobacco is a good example where that has occurred. But LAPFF, we firmly believe it's better to be at the boardroom table talking to the directors and non-executive directors most of the time, including the chairman mm -hmm. or chairperson, I should say, and persuading them to navigate through these very, very difficult times. And we will hold companies to account, and fossil fuels is one sector, one of many sectors, that we hold them to account on matters. Uh, it, it would be fair, unfair rather, to actually say and talk about specific companies. However, I am on record about Shell Oil. Royal Dutch Shell is a mm -hmm. great example. We don't believe their plan is robust and actually is Paris aligned. And we okay. will push them to a point that they have to come up with a transition plan that has got good evidence, robust, and will become Glasgow aligned. Excellent, uh, rather than Paris aligned. Well, you're hoping Glasgow I'm, COP26 is going to be the one that, that sets the, the stick in the sand, yeah? I've come with the hope and the ambition that there'll be some good outcomes of COP26. Obviously the reliance will be on Paris aligned, but we yep. need to go further. And I was with John Kerry the other mm. evening, it was by day actually, and I was encouraged by the language and the enthusiasm that he has. And I think we've actually got the US coming with us now. And we can forget about that dreadful few years that we had not long ago. Well, we hope so, and we hope that China are also coming along to the party and, and committing to things. Um, what do you make of the recent reports that say that 1.5 degrees is unachievable and we're actually aiming closer to 2.4, maybe 2.7 degrees of warming by the end of the century? 
I'm not going to get too drawn into all these technical uh, debates because that's not my background, okay. but it's clear to me that the uh, practitioners, science-based, mm -hmm. uh, there are very, very few of them believe we're getting near to 1.5. So my point is doing nothing is not an option and doing something at pace is a necessity. So our part with our engagement with these global companies, and I say global, not UK, mm -hmm. so it's not the FTSE 100, this is across the globe, is absolutely essential that we've got to get companies to take more responsibility in what they do and what they're doing to our people and our planet. That is important. And what these companies often forget about, a lot of the time they're impacting. If I can stray into the mining sector, which I'm passionate about, mm -hmm. and the mining companies treat their communities dreadfully. In Brazil, for example, and I'm on record, and I can show you the reports that we've written on Brazil, where there have been disasters, catastrophic disasters, not accidents, these were known incidents that would occur, yeah. but didn't know when it would occur. And these communities are very often the employees of these mining companies. So pace in this catastrophic situation is my agenda. Excellent. Okay, so in your role as a member of LAPFF, then you have all these, these views. As an individual and talking to other individuals, what do you think the biggest thing that we can do is, we're asking a lot of people, what, what can we actually take away from COP26 as being an, an individual action? To do something, be committed, set targets, review those targets, whether that be in your own space at home, think about what you're using. The energy companies need to step up to it as well many many energy companies don't have smart meters i mean that's obscene that's obscene True. so we can't even follow what consumption of energy i used U switch or one of the platforms mm -hmm. moved company to obviously get better tariff um, and obviously the green consideration but i've gone to somebody that can't even give me a smart meter it's ridiculous so we need to know what we're using let me share with you something I'm really enjoying here in Glasgow mm -hmm. is I have not used my car to travel around in the two weeks I've been here. Glasgow yeah. is blessed with public transport and it the is. amount of electric buses I've seen, I am now really, really committed to looking at electric buses, if indeed not hydrogen. Excellent. Um, I, there are people in Glasgow who've been a little miffed that some of us have got passes for free travel. Do you think free travel would be a really good thing to do if, if the councils could offer, where the, where the infrastructure is there, if the councils could offer free travel to everybody and just say, stop using cars, the buses are funded? Right. It's a very good question. What you must remember is councils are challenged today with revenue pressures. Indeed. And obviously the statutory responsibilities such as childcare, adult care, and, and goes beyond. So we need to just be mindful that our priorities, not doing something in that area at the expense of having free transport sure. would be a big mistake. So we have to consider the long-term plan. What will be the financial outcomes, the benefits, by putting on 
free transport on an electric bus. So McGill's, I believe, local bus company, I think they have had tens of millions of grants from the Scottish Government through uh, the councils, etc. That is a great step forward and I'm sure there is a fantastic robust business case which I'm actually going to look at to take back to my own communities. Excellent. Um, Doug, thank you very much for your time today. I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. Yes. Um, I wish you the best of luck in furthering the agendas that I think we all align with, is getting the big companies to do the right thing. So thank you very much for your time. And thank you for having me. Thank Excellent. you.